What's up, Internet, and welcome back to Nobody Knows What We're Doing. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode features a really good friend of mine named Careless Rex, and it was an honor to be able to sit down with him and talk Twitch. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Careless Rex, he is a wonderful Twitch streamer and a YouTuber, and now here recently, a Mixer streamer as well. Just a general amazing online personality that I have the honor of calling a friend. Uh, it's a really great episode that provides a lot of great insight about the stresses that we put on ourselves when it comes to streaming and how it's okay to kind of just step back sometimes and take breaks when necessary. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoy this episode and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Yes, oh, very much so. And even though it does put me on edge, uh, I've sort of... It's sort of broken me to to the point now where I'm like, this isn't this isn't scaring me anymore. It's not like making me jump or what have you. But well, you're a stone wall when it comes to horror games, which I learned this past weekend where we play we played a uh, like a Five Nights at Freddy game. Yes. And I was a little embarrassed. How creepy <laughs> I was. And you're Mr. Joe Cool over here. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but the standard horror game no longer really affects me in that way and i think it has it's in large part due to the fact that i'm expecting things to happen and it's almost comical the way they do happen and i don't know it's i played outlast and some guy jumped out of his you know uh wheelchair at me and everybody was scared and i was like that's funny he tried to get me but he couldn't get me i don't know i don't know it just didn't it didn't affect me the way it's supposed to, I guess. I don't know. I wish it did. But Doki really got to me. And I think it's because there's this juxtaposition between the happy-go-lucky dating sim game mechanics and the very heavy themes that the game tackles. So uh, that combined with just very sparse subtle creepy things really put me put me on edge because i didn't know when to expect it i knew something was coming but i didn't know when and with these scary games you just expect something's going to be around every corner after the initial shock of the game of doki doki there is this long stretch where not a lot happens and so you're like uh is something gonna happen and then one little tiny thing will change and you're like whoa wait why is that happening and Besides, the game keeps breaking the fourth wall, too, which makes me feel uncomfortable. I, Outlast wasn't like, oh, hey, Rex, I have your mom. You know, I it's, <laughs> it wasn't breaking. It wasn't like becoming sentient or or attempting to to, uh, I guess, uh, simulate Subvert that. Subvert expectations. Yeah. Speaking of breaking the fourth wall. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of No One Knows What We're Doing. This is a podcast that explores people who follow their creative passions and ask them to walk us through those moments of unsureness in their endeavors. Uh, Rex, I'm going to throw a pretty easy question at you. I don't know if you've heard this one before, Okay, but uh, what's been the highlight of your day? Oh, wow. What a curveball. Did not see that coming. He said no one ever does. <laughs> he said ending a sentence with with sarcasm. I uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love that question. And today today's highlight, I guess I'd have to say, was the other half of my salami sandwich, which mm -hmm. is, you know, food being the highlight 
is both exciting, but also it's equally depressing to me, right? Because I know you shouldn't think that I, you know, what's I'm loving this so much because yesterday I had asked you what the highlight of your day was and you said it was a salami sandwich and I get the sequel today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got, you got the sequel to uh, yesterday's highlight. It's salami sandwich. Second, the second coming. And, um, I got, I got some chips from the vending machine. It was, what does the young folks say now? It was chill. I don't know. It was chill. A chill sandwich. Yeah. Lunch was lit. There's some alliteration <laughs> there, too. So I I approve. So, yeah, I I met you on Twitch. But why don't you go ahead and describe to people what it is that you do on that platform as well as any other platforms you are on? OK, yeah. So I am a streamer, a variety streamer. I play anything that really interests me, but I also try to strike a balance between what's interesting uh, for me to play and also what is good for community growth and things of that nature. And recently I have started re-recording um, not re-recording necessarily, but uh, I started recording videos for YouTube again because that's that's where I got my start. But I stopped after I, I just really didn't feel like I was going anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. So now I'm getting back into it because I love it. I just I kind of lo- I just want to be creating some kind of content one way or another. Right. Um, so that's that's really all that I do right now. Um, but, uh, you know, apart from from work and things of that nature. Well, because you stream like what six days a week, you stream a lot, and then you're doing videos on the side. That's that's a heavy task. Stop. You know I'm bashful, and it's five days a week. I do I do take Thursdays and Sundays off, but mm-hmm. I tried to dedicate those days now to recording and editing videos. And the format that that I have is very derivative of a lot of other YouTubers, so it's easy to it's easy to sort of record like three or four things in one sitting, and then. It's easy to then subsequently edit them because there's not a lot of editing that needs to go into them because it's it's mostly raw, like getting your your raw reactions to things that are happening on screen or things like that. Uh, Just your standard Let's Play stuff. So that format works very well for my um, my schedule right now. So you talked about that you had gotten your start on YouTube. When was that around, if you don't mind me? Uh, That was around officially 2013, and I believe that was when I created my my first actual YouTube account that was that was for branding, I suppose. And I recorded I wanted to record some Minecraft stuff because that's what sort of inspired me. There was some some people that I watched uh, do that. And I wanted to do that as well uh, just because it seemed fun. Uh, but most of the biggest reason was because I moved to Japan at the time. So I was in Japan when I created my YouTube channel and I was living and working there. And YouTube was a way that I could record videos and share them with my sister so that we could sort of play video games together, quote unquote. I guess it's something I always was I really enjoyed doing with my sister was playing games. And so that was a way for me to share that with her. Uh, But it didn't really didn't really go very far. Uh, And even though I, you know, of course, I wanted to be successful, but um, there was a lot that I didn't know about that platform and other things that I'm learning now. So, so I, I didn't, I tried so hard and then some personal stuff happened and then I got into streaming and then now I'm, now I'm here. Did I ever tell you that one of the first things I ever found from you? Cause obviously I found your Twitch, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I delved down and you know, I found your YouTube channel and I was watching 
and I'll never forget it. One of the first videos I ever remember watching, I, I wonder if you remember it, the weird hacks of Mario or something like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, I oh loved God. it so much because you you were detailing how you were going to do this series where you would just like show off all these weird hacks, <clears throat> excuse me, hacks that people did for mm-hmm. Mario. And you went to spell out the acronym and it almost spelled out horror or something like that. Yeah. And then you just did a rough cut. And the look on your <laughs> face, I knew I wanted to be friends with this guy from that moment. Yeah, I those I, I made two of those videos. And again, consistency was something that I, I wasn't that's that contributes to why, you know, partly why things didn't work out on YouTube. But, uh, you know, I have two videos from that series. Both are unlisted now, but I, I'm thinking about downloading them, editing them, editing them just a little bit to to make them a little tighter and then re-uploading them. Because those two were probably some of the most successful videos that I've done. And by successful, I mean, like, they each got, you know, 1,500 views or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. That's really, yeah. really impressive. Well, I think so, too. And um but not nearly as impressive as as it sh- I feel like it should be but it shows you clearly that that like effort that I put into those videos kind of had a payoff and if I would have been consistent you know there I would have a lot more like it would gr- have grown I-, I believe so consistency I think is something that I've learned to to do recently and I think that's going to play a large part in in anybody that wants to do this um, be consistent as consistent as possible. You know, there's an episode of new girl where it Winston's, um, Winston's, uh, his technique for, for Jess, what uh, to get the guy was be there. If he goes to get a drink, be there. If he, <laughs> you know, if, he, if he's, uh, getting his car taken into to the mechanic, be there. If he goes to the bathroom, be there. And that's the kind of thing, like just be there, be there, be everywhere you can be and uh, be consistent. Let people let people know when to expect you um, and don't, you know, and live up to that, I suppose. I want Winston to be like an alarm I can set on my phone. Like so any of those days where I'm just kind of like not feeling it, mm-hmm. I'll just look at my phone and it'll say, be there. It'll be like <laughs> a little a little motivator for me. That would be perfect. I would very much like if you make that, send it to me. I would make I will. I want that to be an alert for me as well. So I'm I'm actually going to do kill two Mm -hmm. birds with one stone here because i am so close to you that i completely forgot to introduce you uh Mm, not a problem i know you as careless rex yes and you talked about you started a new youtube channel for branding was that careless rex as well it was but it was spelled differently there is a a sort of very minor character at the beginning of final fantasy 12 named rex and it was a character that both my sister and i loved and we both wrote a very angry letter to square square enix for killing him at the beginning of the game and then making us play as his derpy brother we hated it nobody likes vaughn he's a piece <laughs> of shit and and so um, we didn't really write a letter, but the point is, um, Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> I know. I, I just don't want to lie to people, but yeah. So it was R E K S, mm-hmm. um, and careless just because I don't know, I could be a little careless. I, I, it just sounded good to me. And so that's it's really obviously how square Enix felt too. Yeah, I guess so. But it started as that. And I ran into this problem where, I get people couldn't pronounce it. So, you know, I got called careless reeks or careless, whatever. And there was seemed like that there was this disarray. 
uh, b- between like my channel art and me and my name, and it just didn't seem coherent. So I rebranded as REX and I made my channel dinosaur themed. How long did you stay on YouTube before making that switch to Twitch? Uh, like three and a half, maybe four years. I was um, uploading as regularly as I could. Uh, doing a number of different obscure games, doing games that were popular at the time, just doing anything that I that interests me. Uh, and what I was doing is the Let's Play format. And then I sort of branched out and tried some other more scripted videos. And again, those did pretty well, well enough for me to sh- I should have realized that I need to continue down that path. Right. But it's a lot of work. And in at the time I was balancing like a full-time job, which I still am, but it's kind of different now because I was doing that. And then there were some family issues and some other personal issues. I was juggling all of that and it just made it impossible. I didn't have the privacy to record. So not making excuses, but there was a lot of outside factors that sort of prevented me from being able to regularly record and upload and write and do those things that were that I needed to do for those more in-depth videos. And so if I found time to record, I tried to get as much content out as possible and record uh, those simple, easy formatted ones where it's like, I'm playing this game. I play it for 15 minutes. I have some sort of intro. I have some sort of outro. Upload it, right? It's just your standard let's play. So before doing all this YouTube editing and, 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 and recording and I mean, for the most part, acting with the scripted stuff, did you have any background with that beforehand or did you was this all self-taught like as you were doing it? In terms of creating videos, it was self-taught. Uh, I was in the drama club in high school and in college. I didn't do a lot, but I was a part of this traveling comedy group that we did for a little while. And I did that for a couple semesters and they needed me to fill in for a play once. And so I, I, uh, I did that. I, but that was about all the acting that, that I've had experience that I've had. But, uh, so the rest in terms of like editing and capturing it and all that stuff, I had to, I had to teach myself that. Uh, but it's, it's pretty easy to do. You just YouTube. How do I do insert thing you want to do here and there's bound to be a tutorial on how to do that doesn't mean it's not a headache but you still (laughs) (laughs) you know you you have a source or you have the you have the knowledge available at your fingertips you just have to look for it that's always one of my favorite things i'll see online where it's like that image how my family sees me versus what i'm actually doing and how they'll (laughs) label you like an internet wizard but all you're doing is just going to google or youtube and being like this is what's broken how do i fix this yep and you know i have a friend that works i guess the computer industry and he he does a lot of networking and he said yeah you know people think that i'm all this and all that or i'm good at solving this or but i just google the error code i'm getting and then i fix it (laughs) that's just what i do like 90 percent of my job is googling and i'm like well that's encouraging you know so (laughs) like maybe i can do it too right so that was your time on youtube so what ultimately brought you to twitch well that's a good question i i'd always been interested in twitch because it was a unique medium and something that i i I mean it, it tickled my fancy But then what really solidified it as something that I want to do was, again, a few years ago, I was in a very, very dark place. And I won't go into details Mm -hmm. about that, but 
I sort of discovered Twitch for the first time. I knew about it, but I that's when I I guess I discovered it. My eyes were open to it. And I found a few streamers there that I would watch regularly. And in in that time of my life, I hated my job. I hated where I was living. And so I went to work where I hated it. And then I went home where I hated it. And the only escape from that was Twitch. And I'm eternally grateful for those people that I found on Twitch that unbeknownst to them, like played such a huge and positive role in my life. And it made me want to, in a sense, pay it forward. But it's not as altruistic as that. Obviously, I'm doing this because I want to get paid to do something I love. Right. I, mm-hmm. I want to sustain my life doing something I love. I want to be successful. But in that a byproduct of that. Like I want to be able to create an atmosphere where people can escape their reality, where people, no matter where they are in life, no matter how happy, unhappy they are, that maybe they can find a a little respite from that in, in my community. You know, even if it's for a, a few hours, a few minutes, a month, however long, I want to be a place where people, a sanctuary, if you will, where people can come feel welcomed, feel involved and escape their reality if for a brief moment. So from that time of finding Twitch mm-hmm. to the time of actually hitting start broadcast for the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> how is uh, how is it like like learning to stream again? You, you would go to YouTube, I'm assuming. But how long did it take you to finally figure out all the pieces you need? Oh, that was that's an excellent question. Uh, I I originally tried on the hardware that I had at the time and it wasn't going to work because it was just a laptop and it didn't work at all. It was poopy and dookie butts, but I, I I just did sort of a test thing and was like, no, this isn't going to really work. So I kind of just tabled it and my, my family, the following Christmas or the Christmas after they all kind of put some money together and they got me, uh, a decent computer and that allowed me to start recording to YouTube regularly and, and with better quality. And it also was inevitably what allowed me to stream, start streaming. So I found myself in a much better situation, a, a, a living, I was living in an, in a place that, uh, I felt empowered and that I enjoyed. So I was also able to manage my money better at the time. So I started investing in the equipment needed to stream properly. And so I started streaming. My very first game that I streamed was Undertale. And the the first night I hit start broadcast, I didn't expect anything. Honestly, I, I the whole day I was like, this is going to take dedication and, you know, consistency and blah, 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 blah. Don't expect anything. Nobody's going to show up. And that day, like 15 people showed up and I was blown out of my mind. It was crazy. And the next day I could not stop smiling. And from that moment, I I fell in love with streaming. And so, yeah. And so I didn't I didn't I haven't stopped since. And that sort of live interaction is what is what motivated me to stay consistent because I almost felt like these people were counting on me, even if there was only eight of them, you know, five to eight of them at the time regularly, 
you know, I, I felt like if I didn't, they're going to wonder what happened to me. It was sort of this weird and perhaps putting myself on some sort of pedestal that I didn't need to be putting myself on. But it made me feel like, well, these people are counting on me. I said I was going to stream at this time. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to do it. So even on days when I, you know, was dog tired after work, my voice, you know, I, I could barely talk because I at the time what I was what I did was pretty much talking nonstop the entire day. I I would still do it. And so I'm grateful for those people that would stop by every day. Those, those, you know, five, <laughs> five regulars that I had as internally grateful for them. And that's a really interesting perspective to have. Cause like, I, I don't know how many people start to, to, I don't think appreciates the right word, but these viewers, like you let them become part of their schedule. Like you, you were their schedule and they get mm-hmm. used to that routine. So that consistency, that's, yeah, I totally get that. I don't think you said you're you said you were putting yourself on a pedestal, but I don't see it like that. Like it's it's that clockwork, that that comfortability, that the uh, escape, which uh, it's a really nice perspective to have on it. Well, thank you. So I would say I, I, I might be spitballing here, but I think you're probably averaging about what, three, three to four hours a stream every time you stream. Yeah, that's usually that's usually the case. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I try to make it at the very least three if I start losing track of time because I'm having a fantastic time playing the game then it'll usually go four and sometimes longer but i have to be careful because you know i i can't i can't be up too late you know <laughs> otherwise it'll right. affect my sleeping and all that stuff yeah you you've gotten on to me a couple of times about that before i need yeah. to start doing better on that front too <laughs> i i get it because there's not enough hours of the day and there's sometimes where i i'm feeling extra motivated so i'll stream for three and a half four hours i'll stop and then i'll start recording a video or editing videos previously and it's all i can do to be like stop like just go to bed because if you stay up to any later you know it's going to affect your your um work it's going to affect your stream tomorrow like uh, so i'm trying to adopt the mentality of quality over quantity Mm -hmm. but you know obviously the more hours you stream the the more beneficial it is to to uh to a there's a limit there, but you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to, it's a hard, it's a hard balance. It's a hard tightrope to walk. You don't want to stream too little and you don't want to stream too much because of burnout and things of that nature. Which I'm, I'm happy to see that starting to become a bigger part of the conversation, at least within our, our corner of the internet on Twitter. I'm sure you see yes. this where people are talking more about mental health and taking mm-hmm. breaks and burnout. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that just a few days ago and that's why I decided to take uh, yesterday, the day before and today, well, I normally don't stream on this day that we're recording it, but I decided to take those extra two days off because I knew, uh, there's this event going on this weekend. So I'll be streaming Friday. I'll be streaming Saturday and I'll be streaming Sunday. And I knew that I needed some time to myself because anytime you start to feel even the slightest tinge of burnout, like don't hesitate to take some time for yourself. Just take a night off if that's all you need. Take a few nights off. Like your community will be there. I know it's scary because I've been there. I I took I took a few weeks off once to uh, and not to bring you know a dark cloud over this podcast, but I took two weeks off to mourn the death of of a, a close friend of mine, right? And when mm-hmm. I got back to streaming, like a lot of people left, and it, it wasn't like I was starting over, but it did have an effect on my stream Mm -hmm. negatively and that sort of broke my heart in in a sense and it it sort of made me it it 
almost disgusted me in a way because, you know, I was taking time off. I was like, I'm taking time off to, you know, to honor a friend of mine who was a part of this Twitch community. Like he was a big part of my stream, very supportive. And I was almost insulted by it, but you can't look at it that way. That's a bad way to look at right. it. And these people have lives and it's not like they forgot about you. They fell into a different routine. Uh, mm -hmm. But but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take a week off, two weeks off if you need to. Don't be afraid to take those days off because if there is a negative impact on your stream, like either those people you know, weren't worth your time, you know, if they're going to be right. that fickle to be like, because it's not. I doubt any of them was like, well, if he's not going to stream, then I'm never going to watch him again. No, nobody really thinks that way. And if the people do think that way, those are the people in my mind, like they're not worth your time anyway. They're not contributing to the community. And the people that do care about you, you know, they'll return. They'll be there. They'll be waiting for you. Now, don't take a year off. That's absurd. <laughs> don't, you know, and I'm, I'm saying if you're taking a month off, you're, you're kind of pushing it, you know, try to stay. As, again, that goes back to consistency. There's a balance. You don't want to take too much time off. You don't want to never take time off because both will affect your stream negatively. I'm going to circle back here uh, to go back a little bit more to those early days. You're talking about how you're averaging three to four hours of stream now. What about some of those early streams? Were you hitting those kinds of times beforehand? Yeah, that's you. That's been my format since I started. And perhaps. Really? I yeah, I, 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 sh I probably should have by now started dabbling in other things. And I have been switching it up a little bit. Uh, a few months ago, I switched to, I'll take Thursdays and I'll take Sundays off, right? Because I never streamed Saturday and Sundays. I usually kept the weekends open. And to me, that didn't make, it didn't make any sense because I can stream longer and more powerfully, I suppose, on the <laughs> weekends. So I decided to switch it around, give that a try. So I'm still taking the same amount of time off for myself that I normally, that I needed, but I'm, I'm freeing myself up on the weekends. But yeah, I would come home from work and depending on my shift, I would have, you know, an hour and a half or 30 minutes to prepare for the stream. I would stream for three hours. I would maybe eat um, watch a few YouTube videos, go to sleep. And I would just repeat that every day. So work, stream, sleep, work, stream, sleep. And that was kind of, that's been my life for the past year and a half now. You talked about where Undertale was one of the first games that you played. Mm -hmm. I've ended up finding you when you were a Mario Maker streamer. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that road from Undertale to Mario Maker and that decision to go to a single game for a bit? So I played Mario Maker with a couple of my friends and I absolutely loved the game, but I didn't have a Wii U. I didn't have money to buy one. I didn't, you know, so I would go over to my friend's house. My other friend would meet us there and we'd play Mario Maker. And I was like, I started streaming when I had all the stuff and the money to invest in it. Now I started streaming and I was like, you know what? I'm good at Mario Maker. I want to play that. I want to stream it. So I bought a Wii U and I streamed it. And it was interesting seeing how people would go watch exclusively Undertale streams, nothing else. They refused to watch anything else, and it was only Undertale. And that was my first glimpse into sort of the the mentality that um, a portion of Twitch viewers, how they see it. Because the way I always saw it was, hey, I like this person. And they're playing games that I like. I'll watch them. If they played a different game, I would still watch it because I enjoyed that person as a streamer. 
I didn't enjoy the game or maybe I enjoyed the game, but the game existed outside of this person. So I wanted I followed the person for the person. And that was my first first glimpse into the fact that that's not how it goes. Right. There are people that will exclusively watch. There's still people right now that only watch Undertale streams. That's all they ever do. And if you play anything else, they'll pop in and be like, when are you playing Undertale again? And I'm like. I pl- I pl- it's I played it already. It's an RPG. We got all three endings. What what else am I supposed to do? There's nothing nothing new there to be had. I don't that's like the that's like watching the same movie every day over and over and over and over again, right? Because Undertale's not a game like Overwatch or um player unknown battleground, right? Each time you watch that something new happens. So it makes a little more sense in my mind. That somebody would be, well, I only really watch Overwatch, you know, streams. And I'm like, well, that makes sense, right? You never know what's going to happen. It's exciting. People people are getting awesome super combos and it, it makes you feel good on the inside, right? So that's that makes sense to me. But something with like Undertale, you know, I, I guess it can be addicting to watch how I watch it through the lens of somebody else. But Apart from that, I, I don't see how somebody could exclusively watch Undertale streams, but that's the thing that happens. And it doesn't matter what game you play, like you're going to find those people and they are just as valuable as a viewer as your regulars. And that's something that uh, I, you know, I had to learn and something that I had to train my brain to appreciate them just as much. Uh, and because the same thing happened with Mario Maker, I played Undertale. I got a small, you know, uh, community. I switched to Mario Maker. I lost some of that community. I played Mario Maker for quite a while. And I built a community around it. I stopped playing Mario Maker regularly. And a large portion of those people fell by the wayside because they only watch Mario Maker. They refuse to watch you play anything else. And that's perfectly fine. That's it's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want on the website. Right. So it's none of my business. Um, but so, some of the people that still watch me now, you know, I found through the Mario Maker directory and I am eternally grateful for it no matter what. But it's rough to switch games like that when you when you get pigeonholed into a you're a such and such streamer, right? You're a you're a this game streamer. And I try not to get pigeonholed into that. Uh, And it's it's amazing. But now I sort of have and forgive me for bloviating on end, but I I have this sort of opposite uh, thing that I want to do is like I want to get so well known in a directory, even if I'm only playing through an RPG that they call me a that streamer. So when I played Stardew Valley, I got into it. I tried to do uh, as best of a job as I could on my farm and things like that. And there was a few people that were like, hey, you're you're that Stardew Valley streamer. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I don't play anything else. (laughs) Just Stardew Valley. So it's sort of a challenge to see, can I get good enough and consistent enough at a game that they'll be like, oh, yeah, Grex, he's a he's that Overwatch player. Or he's that that Fortnite player or he's that Final Fantasy 12 player. Right. So it's so funny how easy it is for like just a, a slice of time of doing one thing and people attribute it to you. For me. Yeah. I remember I I don't know if you remember this. There was like a brief stint where I kept wearing these dumb red sunglasses. And yes, it just so happened that I I had a generous host from a streamer named Hannah Bart. And so when she hosted me, I had just happened to be wearing those red sunglasses for whatever reason. And I probably didn't leave them on for more than 10 minutes. 
And from for a good while, every time I would go into her stream, she's like, oh, yeah, the sunglasses guy. And it's like those images, they stick with you for a while. That's hilarious. Yeah, you get you're that's forever in her mind. You are the sunglasses guy. And that's you know, that that's going to happen from time to time. <laughs> so you I mean, you are for sure, assuredly a variety streamer now. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about being a variety streamer versus just a dedicated streamer? to uh, one game i was gonna say ouch right i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. let no, me no, rephrase no. it i want to rephrase that <laughs> no no it's fine <laughs> just... hey why do you suck no i'm <laughs> giving you a hard time <laughs> hey y'all uh, wh- what's the difference between being a shitty streamer and a good one <laughs> can you walk me through that <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry no no it's fine um v- variety streaming is very challenging because I don't I mean, I don't know the statistics, but it feels like the majority of people that watch streams, unless you are a content creator yourself, you know, you you almost exclusively watch one thing, right? One directory. You spend most of your time there. And uh, and I I could be very wrong. I don't know if it's the majority or what, but to add on to this, like whenever like even now, because I I got my start in Mario Maker 2, that's where I I started and I almost got pigeonholed into being just a Mario Maker streamer. Yeah, same. But even now, like if I'm searching for new streamers, the very first place I start is Mario Maker. That's interesting. Yeah. The very thing we're talking about, like I I'm part of that thing. Yeah. It makes me wonder like how it must be a part of how our brains work. But so also I want to encourage people who who are dedicated to a game, do it like absolutely. The point is there was a time where I, I started doing Mario maker just because I knew it would get the people into the stream. It would bring in new people and the numbers would be, a they would be, there would be good numbers for where I was in my streaming career at the time. And even now, right? So I would do it just because of that. And even though I wasn't having fun and enjoying it and it went from streaming went from, wow, three hours already passed. Dang, I'm probably should get going, guys. I don't want to. Two, uh, damn, it's only been an hour and a half. I got to do this for another hour and a half. I got to, you know, I got to push through. And when it becomes that, stop, stop doing it. Like you're going to, you're going to be, it's going to be detrimental to your stream and your brand if you continue down that path. If you are enjoying it, then by all means, like play that game. Build your community around it, because if you build a community of a thousand people around a game, if you switch games, like even if one percent of those people stick around, like that's going to be like a 100 people or or at least 10 people there for you, you know. So. You want you want to. I would say capitalize on that if you're enjoying the game, like there's by all means, you know, but for me, it's hard for me to stay on one thing for so long and I have to embrace that. But I also have to, you know, accept what comes with it. And it's harder to build a dedicated community around variety streaming. And I'm trying to learn the tricks of the trade and the ins and outs of how to do that successfully. And it's it's hard, but uh, it's very, very rewarding. And in my opinion, offers a little more longevity because I would hate to see I would hate to see somebody who who I really respect and value as a content creator build this huge community around a game. And when the game itself, when people lose interest in that game, their numbers drop like dramatically. So 
if you're going to be like, if you're going to do a dedicated game, I would encourage you do that dedicated game. Do it every day. Do it forever if that's what you're passionate about and that's what you love. But take an hour or two. Take 30 minutes to an hour after your stream to play something new, different, and and teach your community that it's a place where they can see all sorts of things. And and by all means, take my advice with a grain of salt, because I am far from what you would describe as successful at this. But <laughs> but, you know, start conditioning your community to expect different things from you than just that game. Uh, and I, I think that will offer some longevity for anybody that might be worried about a game where people are losing interest in it or it's it's just a fad because there are games that are just fads you know they're there they're flash paper games there's fad games and then there's games that are going to be around till i'm you know yelling at at youths to get off my lawn you know they're gonna be there uh but you know if you're ever worried about that give that you know try something new uh and you don't have to sacrifice your dedicated game to do that yeah, you and I actually we had a bit of a uh, a talk about it because again we we both kind of hitched our, our our boat on that's not a good metaphor we both <laughs> hitched our trailer on uh, on Mario Maker and we wrote it out for a while but uh, you and I had a long discussion about moving on from that when we do our multi streams on Monday yeah and we kind of were adrift for a while going from game to game until we landed on uh, Minecraft. Yeah, and we've been playing Minecraft, and and again, Minecraft is an example of a game that's just going to be around for a long time, and perhaps a lot of people have lost interest in it, but there's new people coming in that are finding it and becoming interested in it, and it's, in my opinion, it's always going to be one of those games that are just there, but, you know, I still can't play Minecraft every day, like some people can, and even you you and I, we were like, well, we're going to play Minecraft for an hour and a half or so, and then for the... For the next half of our stream, we'll play. It was human, human fall flat, and that went wonderfully. You know, we had a me and me and you had a blast. Nonetheless, I literally had a headache yeah. that lasted until the next day because I was laughing so hard the night before. Yeah, and it was an amazing experience. And I, I think also that our our mutual communities they picked up on that and they had a good time because I noticed by that time. When we're playing Minecraft, even though that is one of the games where it brings in new people and it's got a you know a better community around it or a more dedicated community, I would always notice that my streams would become all but dead silent by the end of it. And that's that's you know standard when you're starting to get late in the evening and things of that nature. And but I noticed that it it wasn't as quiet with Human Fall Flat. Like people were really enjoying it and they were picking up on us enjoying it. And I think that not enough is not enough credit is given to enjoying the game. And I have seen stark differences from playing a dedicated game w- with an amazing community behind it that normally gets me tons of views uh, by, you know, quote unquote tons, whatever. And, and and hating it and seeing my numbers drop because I'm not having fun and people can smell that bullshit a mile away. And going to a game that is more obscure and not a lot of people have heard of and me getting a much more active chat, m- m- uh, higher numbers, because I just thoroughly enjoyed that game. So, and I don't get it. As a very analytical and logical thinker, it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, it that shouldn't make a difference, but it does. So, I, I really want to emphasize, like, play what you enjoy. And, and I there is something to be said about, you know, st- looking at the stats, finding the right game to play at the right time. 
but that doesn't mean don't play something that you absolutely hate. If it's something that you're like, okay, yeah, I'll give this a try, play it. And it, it, especially if it's good for your community. And if it's something that you love, then by all means, play it. But if again, if it's something that you love and it's not good for your community, then of course, you know, look into some other things. There's a balance to be to be had there. But but don't underestimate enjoying a game. I absolutely love saying you saying don't play something you hate because you and I actually we had a a stream where none of the games we wanted to play were working. So it ended up turning into like a QA. and a And I remember one of the questions that got asked was, um, you know, what should I play? And we talked about how we we hoped that instead of people just saying play what you love, that people focused on don't playing something you hate. Yeah. Uh, So thank you. Thank you for making me feel like I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, Uh, I completely (laughs) forgot about that, but I agree with you. It's I know it's not like, oh, rainbows and butterflies, just play what you love and then the people will follow. It's it's honestly not that simple. And I wish it was. But don't play something that you hate. <laughs> and that's really that goes a long way. Try new things. Maybe you like the game. Maybe you didn't. But if you hated the game, like don't play it again just because, you know, 300 people popped by that day. Don't consistently play something that you hate. Um that's not healthy for you. Um, With that being said, like how what kind of thought process goes into the games that you do decide to play on stream? I I have played around with a number of different things. Um, I I try to find things that are trending, but I'm still learning how to do that. Right. I'm still learning how not to be behind. I don't want to be hearing of a game. I want to be the one telling people of a game. And it's hard to for me, at least, to sort of put my finger on that pulse I can't find, you know, that and I'm, I'm slowly learning and getting better at it. Uh, but that's one way to do it, uh, t- to be there first. Don't ever underestimate being there first. It is. Oh, my gosh. Like if I could rewind time, right, and start recording YouTube videos when YouTube just started, I wouldn't be like struggling and clawing my way and slowly growing. I would just be. Right. It would still be a grind, but it would be much different. Never underestimate being there first. That with it holds a great power. And so that's why I'm trying to find the games and be there first. Right. Be the first in that directory that I uh, of a game that I know is going to blow, blow up, I should say, (laughs) you know, that I know a game's going to blow me that (laughs) away. Let me finish my sentence before you, you know, no, um, (laughs) So, yeah, being there first and uh, is something that I consider. But also, um, if it's a game that I've enjoyed in the past that I want to relive, I'll I'll look into that. Um, I recently got a SNES Mini, and so I wanted to play Final Fantasy VI. I've never finished a Final Fantasy game, right? So I wanted to play that. And if Nintendo's saving system keeps beating you, you're never going to finish it. Exactly. I, uh, I lost so much progress from that asinine (laughs) <laughs> sort of mechanic, I guess, if you can even call it that. But this is what the second or third time you've had a save reset. Yeah, I don't. It's lesson learned. OK, <laughs> bottom line, lesson learned. I'm going to be extra careful from now on and only use the save states when absolutely necessary. But no, I, I wanted to play that. Um, I've also used Twitch Strike which is a website that tells you what's the best game. They sort of rate a game. What's the best game to play at whatever time? So if you go onto the website, they'll tell you these are the games that you should consider playing. They have a high, you know, strike value is what they call it. And it's 
It's the game that strikes the balance between number of people watching it and number of streamers streaming it. So you want a very high number of people watching the game, but you want a low number of people streaming it. And they also take into consideration the percentage of the top five people that are playing, right? So you have a game that nobody's heard of, but 100,000 people are playing it because some extremely uh, popular League of Legends player decided that he was going to take a break from League of Legends that day and play Corpse Party, right? So 100,000 people are watching that game right now. Um, so it does, that's, does, don't play it. <laughs> that's not going to help you. Right. So they take that into consideration as well. And they try to, they try to show you what games. So you can type in all the games that you own and it'll tell you what's the best game to play, you know, right now. And it updates on the hour. I wish it updated more frequently than just every hour, but it updates on the hour. And that could be a resource for anybody that that wants to. They're like, I don't know what to play. I have this library of games that all loved. I'd love to stream each and every one of these. Um, look into that. Type in all the games that you own, all the games you'd want to stream. And then it will tell you what what's the best game or what's the best directory right now that you should play. And it has helped a small amount, but it, it is a good way if you're very unsure of what to play. So I use that sometimes, too. Um, but. Trying to trying to rely solely on intuition is not always the best for me. So I'm trying to couple that with uh, some actual hard data. Right. Um, right. So I don't know. It's hard to choose sometimes. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's been times like where I remember having this conversation with like personal, I mean, uh, local friends where I'll be like, man, this new game's about to drop. Uh-huh. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but I feel like this is going to be the one. This is going to be the boom. But it doesn't work that way. So it's nice that tools yeah. like that exist uh, to help people kind of choose what to play. So how long have you been working at this on your time on Twitch? A year and a half on Twitch as a, as a streamer. Of course, my I think my account's much older than mm-hmm. than that because I signed up you know a while ago and I had a, f- a handful of different. I had the sort of forethought to try and grab the name early but that was back when it was spelled r-e-k-s so when i rebranded I, I forgot to re-grab it on twitch but i think it was already taken by that time anyway so um i still can't get a hold of that motherfucker and thus the underscore thus the underscore between the careless and the rex which i hate and i want to remove as soon as possible but i'm hoping that if and when i get partnered with the you know with the website they'll they'll work with me more on that because i know that guy is not active at all he's never He's, the only followers he has are because of me. I, <laughs> and I forgive me if I sound bitter, but no, 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 no. I absolutely love it because this is the I've heard this rant so many times. And <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be as happy about this, but I, I, I feel you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a year and a half streaming to answer your question. But and I've loved it. I've loved it. It's had its ups and downs, but I can safely say that I love it. Right. Because, you know. You can have an infatuation with something and you can be like, oh, man, yeah, that was so much fun. Or I did this. That was that was fun. But you don't love it because, you know, in three months you're going to get bored and leave. But even when I was at my lowest, even when streaming was man, I was just like there's been times that it's it's really upset me because uh, you have to separate your success or lack thereof. You have to separate that from you as a content creator. You have to separate that from your talent. The number of people watching you is not a reflection of your talent. It's not a reflection of your skill level at all. And make that divide now because it's only going to hurt you. And 
when you when you focus too hard on that, it has a very negative impact on you and your stream quality. So separate that. It's not a reflection. Even the most popular names on Twitch, they started they started with one stream, right? They started with nobody. Um, and even if they had a following from Twitter or Instagram that they that migrated over, they started from nothing on Twitter. Like everybody starts from virtually nothing. Right. And so were they were they any less talented? You know, perhaps they've grown in their talent, but, were, you know, because they had a few people watching them then didn't mean they were a, a shitty streamer or a bad person or they sucked or people will never like them. They were starting. And I have to remind myself that a year and a half is not that long and that there's been people there's people that have been doing this for much longer than I. Right. So I have to put that in perspective. A year and a half seems like a long time to me. It feels like a long time, but it's not that long. So, again, consistency, it rears its ugly head again. <laughs> you have to keep doing it. You have to keep fighting and you have to keep grinding. If it's, if it, if it's something that you love, there there will be a that'll come sort of naturally. You'll still have to you'll still have to motivate yourself. You'll still have to to learn discipline to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. But that should be that should be made a little bit easier because you love it so much. So I don't know. That's that's how I've been able to to stay consistent is because I love it. Because I love creating content, because I love this medium, because I love and appreciate the people that that come to my stream every day, right? I want to I want to do the best that I can do for them and for myself too. Like don't underestimate doing things for yourself. You know, you don't have to be selfless 100% of the time. I encourage, yes, think of other people and think of how your actions affect other people, but also you can't please everybody. So do things for yourself and do the stuff that you love because life's too short, you know, to, to, live in a world of what ifs right if you're if your entire life is built upon what ifs like do something if you're intrigued even just a little bit do it you might fall in love with it just follow your passions is i guess if you're going to take one bullet point away from my rant just now um, (laughs) it's to follow your passions i want to cycle back a little bit to where you said to separate your your results from who you are as a person yeah i if i could just like show people how many times after you and I have done streams where not that it's true, but one or the other will feel like we did a horrible job or we just didn't yeah. have it. And it just becomes like a volleyball game of like, I'm sorry, I felt like I was bringing it down. And then we just keep going back and forth. So it, it, it's it, you have taught me a lot about that separating the the results from how you are, because there are there are a lot of times where I'll beat myself up after mm-hmm. a stream. Uh, and it's a super dangerous mentality to have. Like I yeah. I. It used to be where if I had a good stream, I had a good week because I only streamed like one time a week at that time. Uh, if I had a good stream, I would have a good week. If I had a bad stream, I would have a bad week. And it was not a great way to live. So thank you for that. Again, for your, I, I'm learning that this podcast is less about helping other people and selfishly helping me. Like I'm just getting like all the best advice I'm gonna take this and feel better. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Ha- happy to help. <laughs> but I mean, I've been there, right? And I'm sure most most of anybody listening who also creates content, I, I would be surprised if they haven't been there, right? Uh, or are there right now. But I, my quality of life 
it sort of it improved dramatically when I said when I sort of accepted that right that that mentality of my results do not reflect my talent or my skill and it helped me to develop a healthy confidence in myself um, which is an, another thing that I think m- a lot of people could benefit from like don't fall into the trap of false modesty and I mean there's nothing wrong with self de- self-deprecating humor and stuff but don't when the cameras are off and when you're talking, you know, with your friends and stuff, don't constantly berate yourself and don't don't think that I'm terrible. I'm not that good of a streamer or I can't do this or I don't have the talent to do this. I probably I should just quit. Like, don't think like that. Have some confidence in what you do and what you create because there's value in it. And if there is value in it, you should have some confidence. Uh, believe in yourself as cliche as that sounds. But don't overdo it, right? Again, balance is so important. There, there's a yin and a yang to everything, right? Don't constantly think you're a terrible person because that that'll almost have some sort of self fulfilling prophecy. And don't pigeonhole yourself as an, I'll always be, you know, this. I'll never grow. I'll never be better. And don't be so cocky and confident and arrogant that you can't learn from others because whether you're pulling in a thousand viewers, 10,000, a hundred thousand viewers, every stream or on YouTube or on your podcast or whatever you do, or you're pulling in one person, you can learn from somebody else. You can learn something new from somebody else. And I would encourage you if somebody is doing something that you like or that you love, no matter what, their results learn from them and and seek that out seek out learning from somebody because it's so easy to get caught up in yourself and be like oh well i'm better than so and so why is he getting more views than me if he's getting more views than you maybe he's doing something that you're not doing and maybe he's doing something better behind the scenes that you're not doing take the time to try and learn from somebody don't think you're better than anybody just because you know you're you've no, a big word or something. And, and I'm speaking from experience, you know, I don't want to admit that I I'm this arrogant person, but I'm sure a lot of people have had that thought, you know, well, you know what? I'm, I'm better than so-and-so. Why are they getting X amount of views? And I'm so happy that I've reached this sort of place where when one of my friends succeeds, I just become happy for them. I don't think my, my initial thought is no longer, damn, well, how come them and not me? My initial thought is, oh, yes, my friends are succeeding. That makes me happy. And that should make you happy as well. You as the listener, not you, Trey. I'm not I'm sorry. I'm not stepping on your toes or anything. You're scolding me. over. Look, I <laughs> called you a non-dedicated streamer. So go ahead. Gloves yeah. are off. <laughs> Gloves are off. Uh, we're going to have a an old fashioned duel. I'm going to slap you across the face with my, my white glove and we're going to walk 10 paces and turn around and shoot insults at each other. But, (laughs) but yeah, no, I, I, my, just don't be too arrogant to learn from somebody else. You know, that's, that's the takeaway. So not exclusively just on Twitch. Um, it could be from anything. Who would you say are some of your biggest inspirations and role models? That is an excellent question. Um, the biggest, there are a number of big streamers that are very inspirational to me. Uh, one of them is Day9, and that's because he has such a masterful command of the English language, but also because he is so succinct in what he wants to say. 
right? So he has a thought and he eloquently executes that thought uh, quickly and promptly, right? He doesn't, it doesn't take him a while to get to his point. And he's also a really excellent storyteller. So those are qualities that I admire about him that I want to, I want to excel at as well. And so I'm trying to learn those things, right? Uh, so he's a big role model for me. I can't think of too many outside of the realm of Twitch uh, offhand, but there there are a number of people that that I have met. Like Skinny Minnie is one of them, right? Right. Pretty big inspiration because she is so dedicated. And when when I would talk with her, uh, you know, via text or voice chat or you know, because we found each other again on YouTube, we met in college and we remet on YouTube when we weren't really showing a lot of our faces on YouTube. And it was interesting how that happened, just happenstance. But um, when I would talk to her, you know, she was always busy. She was always doing something. And I'm like, chill out. Like, why are you doing all the, doing all these things? <laughs> and now like she's making stuff happen for herself. And it's in large part due to her dedication. And she's inspired me uh, even recently to start working harder, to start putting more in, uh, to spend more time streaming maybe, or spend more time creating videos, which I've wanted to get back into or do more behind the scenes stuff or think more creatively. And uh, so she's been an inspiration and there's been a number of other inspirations that have led me to want to improve the quality of my stream in terms of like actual hardware, like what it looks like, what it sounds like. And, you know, if I like the way somebody sounds when they're streaming, like I think they have good audio quality, I'll scroll down. What are they using? What equipment do they have? Can I find something equivalent? Do, can I afford what they use? If so, let's get it right. And let's let's learn how to improve. And that's how I learned, you know, the very, very, very basics of, you know, equalizing a mixer to uh, and using XLR mics and things of that nature, because I didn't I didn't want to settle for what I had. I wanted, you know, I was like, this guy has better audio quality than me. How can I how can I match that? Right. How can I get that? There has to be a way if he can do it, I can do it. And that's been my mentality uh, as of late, you know, this past year or so. And so I've been really trying to, you know, and and again, that's anybody. That's people who have thousands of people that watch them. And that's people who have two people watching them. You know, it sometimes is that dramatic of a difference. If they have something that I think they're excelling at, I can learn from them and I want to implement that. So there's been people like that that have been big inspirations and good, good, wholesome friends. Uh, the, the amount of friends that I've made on Twitch have all been um, and not to get too sappy, but man, there's there's a chance that I could have quit. Like if it wasn't for you, Trey, because you uh, don't cry, but you know, <laughs> but you sort of reached out to me and it sort of it, it opened my eyes to this this mentality or this idea that I don't have to be so in into introverted or I don't have to be so closed off. I don't have to be constantly, quote unquote, competing with these other people um, that we can work together and that we can support each other. You you sort of opened that world to me uh, unintentionally because all you did was send a message that was like, hey, you're cool. Uh, like, you know, I stream too, or whatever you said, but you, you presented it in a way that wasn't sort of come follow me. I'll follow you. Right. It was, it was genuine. It was authentic. And so I, I was like, this guy's good. 
I'll never forget our first jokes together. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I I think about this. The very first joke you and I ever made to each other where we did the, oh, I really enjoyed your stream. Just want to let you know. Thank you for this and that. And then somehow we got on the subject where you said, uh, here's my impression of of Obama. And I was like, oh, here's my impression of this. But we were just texting each other. Yeah, it it was was the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) It was via text. Yeah. So so if you don't get the joke, those listening, there was no voices to make the (laughs) that's why it's funny. I'm just if you have to explain your joke. But yeah, that was uh, you opened my you opened my world. And through you, I met Heather and through Heather, I met like everybody else. And Heyte has been a big, you know, part of hate. I call her Heyte. I gave her that nickname. And if anybody listening calls her Heyte, you can thank me for that. OK, I am going to plant my flag there and say that I coined that term. I take credit for it. I'm I'm very uh, adamant about that. Anyway. Yeah, so she's been a big part of my life, too, and she's always she's always been so supportive and encouraging and you and her and other the other friends that I've made. You've you guys have been there to pick me up. Right. I've been able to lean on you. And if it hasn't been if it hadn't been for you guys, um, there's a chance I could have quit. Right. I could have sort of fallen off because I didn't have that support group when I was in you like when I was doing YouTube videos or trying to trying to make something happen on YouTube. I didn't have that support group, but I have that now. And the, the thought of quitting, you know, is just so far away from my mind. It's because I would never want to let you guys down. You, you sort of unintentionally hold me accountable. So you guys could arguably be some of the biggest inspirations in my life as well. Um, not to sort of cheese the answer, but <laughs> you've seen me play Mario maker. I'm good at cheesing things. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen you good at play. I've seen you play Mario Maker. You're just good at it. Like, I, I don't know why I ever proposed to racing because I don't think I ever won a single one. <laughs> Stop. You know, I'm bashful, but I am pretty good. Slightly you above average. But no, seriously, it, it's definitely an honor. Thank you. That Those are no, no some problem. really, really kind words. So what, is, is there a proudest accomplishment or a singular moment that has made you feel like, yes, I am doing I am a streamer. I am doing this. I am doing what I want. Actually, yes. And it was the moment I got my first piece of fan art. It was so surreal to me. And it was early on, too. You know, it was like I had maybe 50 to 100 followers, if I'm remembering this correctly. And one of my regular viewers, she, she was so sweet and she was always really dedicated to the stream. And she drew my dinosaur logo that I have or as my profile picture. She drew that and then like posted it on Instagram and tagged me. And it was just one of the it was a moment where I was like, you know, maybe I am making a difference, you know, even if it's just one life, you know, maybe I'm having a positive impact on this person. Uh, maybe I'm doing something right. And it it was a proud moment for me. And since then, not that I've had a, this slew of fan art, but I've had, you know, pieces of fan art every once in a while pop up. And it's been so sort of it's just been very rewarding and surreal. Like, I can't believe you guys would want to draw this stupid logo I made on Photoshop or, you know, or draw me. You know, <laughs> it's been that that was the moment where I was like, I think that this is I found something that I can truly chase after. 
So, okay, look at where you are now versus where you were this time last year. What would you say has been the biggest change? My attitude has changed a lot. And, you know, the stats are very, very steadily increasing. So there's a difference there. But I'd I'd say the biggest difference is my attitude and the way I look at it. And that has changed so much for the better. So I'm so grateful for what I've learned. And now I'm looking to to compound that by really focusing in on the behind the scenes stuff, Uh, because there's there was a very brief moment where, you know, you wallow in self-pity. Whoa, why am I not being successful on this? Why aren't people coming to my stream? <laughs> like, if that's you, shut the fuck up. Get over yourself. Like, I, because I was that for a short time. I'll say short time just because I want to make myself sound like a better person <laughs> than I am. But, you know, I, I was like, enough is enough. I, I'm confident in what I do and the quality that I bring to my stream. I'm going to work hard at the other stuff and I'm going to learn how to network better. And by the way, networking is making friends. That's what networking is on Twitch, making friends. I recently learned that and was very, very happy to hear that that's how other people thought, because I was like, I don't know how to network. Am I networking properly? And there was, and I believe it was Professor Broman. He he said, "Hey, if it feels like you're making friends and having fun, you're networking properly." And I was like, "Yes!" Whew. So that that was a weight off my shoulder. But looking into the more behind the scenes stuff, right? Because it, this medium is it's more than just being good at. A game or being good at commentating or being funny. It's more than your talent. It's bigger than your talent. And to rely solely on that, it could possibly get you very far. I'm not saying it won't, but relying solely on that is, uh, it's a bit dangerous, if you will. Like there, uh, because there's so much more that goes into it and there's so much more that you can learn, right? Because you have, there's, behind the scenes stuff there's seo there's things that i hate that are a thing but that are a thing and you have to take the good with the bad right you have to learn these things if you want to be successful you could get very lucky because luck plays a big part of it but i don't want to say that luck means that it's void of hard work i think that good luck happens but you have to have the dedication and the hard work to take advantage of the luck when it falls on you. Because there's been times where if I had not streamed that day, I would not have been able to reap the benefits of some good fortune that I found. Whether it was a, a large host from somebody or whatever it was, I wouldn't have been able to take advantage of that opportunity or that luck that passed by if I hadn't been hardworking and if I hadn't been dedicated. And if you're hardworking and you're dedicated and you're constantly trying to improve your quality, you're going to be even better prepared for when those opportunities present themselves to you. Right. So you got to put in the work and anybody that don't dismiss somebody who is doing exceptionally well on this platform as somebody who, Oh, they just got lucky. Maybe they did get lucky, but that doesn't mean they didn't work hard. Okay, that's not a. Those two are not. Um, they're what is it? They're mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, 
Right there. Well, to like yeah. to circle back, uh, bringing Professor Broman back in, uh, he has had something that has kind of been my mantra since I heard it. And this was like his original podcast before Ask Broman. He said streaming doesn't stop when you hit in broadcast. There is still so much behind the scenes work that goes into it. And you yeah, are just exactly ringing that bell so loudly. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, every every day I try to look at my stats I try to think about that and I really should look at them in more detail. I should think about how I can improve in certain areas. I should look at the times that I have the highest viewership and try to adjust things accordingly and don't fall into the trap of doing doing one stream and then trying to adjust and doing another stream and then adjusting like don't do that, right? You, if we had to talk about this and I can't remember your example but it's uh, no, your example, Trey, was, you know, oh. <laughs> I've, I've liked 100% of the penises that I've interacted with. I must be gay, right? Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, it, the only penis I've interacted with is mine, right? So if you have a sample size of one, one person, one food product, one stream, you're not going to get the sort of answers that you're looking for. So do it for a week two weeks a month and if you're seeing a trend then ca- try to capitalize on that trend right so there's the behind the scenes stuff that that goes into play little things like that just as a as a tangible example of what we're talking about because i, I always hated when they'd be like yeah you got to do the behind the scenes stuff and you got to do this and i'm like what the fuck is it like tell me stop stop oh just stop making it so cryptic like just give me like a, a tangible practical thing that i can put into action and that's what i've appreciated about you know streaming and some of the people on there like you get that right you know my audio quality is not doing that good what's this tangible you know practical thing i can do get a better mic and then i can learn how to do that right so it's it's been pretty straightforward with certain things uh, but there are some more obscure things that you have to learn how to read analytics and learn how to uh, interpret statistics because my god that like statistics alone they have you have to get like a college degree to do that professionally you have to get like a master's or something i don't know i'm talking out of my ass but the point is there are classes that teach you how to just read statistics and interpret them correctly because otherwise you run the risk of of interpreting statistics the wrong way and harming yourself or those around you. And an example of that is, you know what? A hundred people, a hundred percent of everybody that, that breathed oxygen died. So oxygen must be having some sort of negative impact on our health. <laughs> That's asinine, right? But to a small degree, people do that. You know, and that's why if you've ever been annoyed with why is it one month such and such food is good for you, but another month that food will give you cancer. And it's because of drawing conclusions from statistics that do not correlate together or drawing the data from the the statistics incorrectly and then making assumptions based on that. So that's dangerous territory. So you got to learn how to look at your statistics. You know, 50% of the people that came to my stream today were from hosts. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm a shitty streamer? Does that mean my regulars aren't coming in? Does that mean, right? So you have to learn how to interpret that. And I still don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? That that my, it's running around 50-50, sometimes a lot higher on the host percentage, sometimes the opposite, right? 
I don't know what that means, but it, I'm not going to draw some unhealthy conclusion. You know what? From now on, I, I refuse anybody that follows me. Nobody that's a follower can come to my stream. I only taking hosts, right? That'd be, that'd be <laughs> idiotic, right? So I don't know. It's the behind the scenes stuff is hard to, to learn for some people. And I am that type of person. So it takes a lot of hard work, takes a lot of learning things and dipping your toes into pools that you're not comfortable being in. You know, it's it's sometimes you got to jump into the deep end with some of this stuff when you're not ready to swim, um, because you'll you'll learn just by jumping in there and, and doing it and getting your hands dirty. I don't know. I forget the question. Even I just. What are we talking about it. again? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're talking about how please don't refer to my sample size as small ever again. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the big question. Yes. With that all being said, with everything you've just listed out about all the things mm-hmm. that you've learned over this year and a half on Twitch, do you feel like you know what you're doing? Absolutely not. So far from it, it's not even funny. <laughs> My God, I'm like, I don't get it, but I, I, that's not to say I haven't learned anything. So, and so that's, right. it's a journey you have. Cause you just, I mean, again, we are we're, we're at an hour 18 here. You've listed out so many ways that you've grown as a streamer, but yeah. it's funny that that feeling still sticks with you. Yeah. And that's my, that's my hope with this podcast is that somebody's listening to this can hear all the accolades that you have done, all the things you've learned, and then hear that same exasperation in your voice and be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not alone, because a lot of people I would I would argue that the majority of people feel that way and it's OK to feel that way. Don't let it cripple you. Never let that feeling stifle your creativity or stop you from pursuing a passion or a dream of yours, because then that because none of us know what we're doing. Right. We're all in the same boat. Just go for it. You never know. You might find something not, that you love. And it, the way I see it is in the context of streaming. I'm already going to be playing video games after, you know, my day job. I might as well do something productive with it. I might as well share that with somebody. That was my mentality. Worst case scenario, I nothing ever comes of it. I'm still it's still I'm still doing something productive with my time. And it gives me an excuse to to play video games, which I love. So if you to tie everything together with uh mm-hmm. With this last question, if you could give advice for anyone starting out in, in your streaming space, what would you what would you say? I, I would say do it. First of all, just do it. If there's any excuse running through your mind, if there's anything holding you back. Get like chop that out of your life. Easier said than done, but get rid of it. Remove it from your life and do it. I mean, don't like if your mom's like, no, you can't stream like don't. Don't like kill your mom. Just uh, what I'm saying is find a way to do it um, and don't let anything mentally hold you back. Don't let the thought of I can't. I'm not talented enough. I, I'm not good looking enough. I don't know how to operate a computer. Like, don't let that stuff hold you back. Just do it and then keep doing it because that consistency is so important. And biggest piece of advice, learn as much as you can from those around you, Um, you know, especially from those that are more successful than you, but also learn from those that are just starting out as well. And don't let don't let 
numbers determine how m- much you value somebody's advice or input. All right. Thank you. That's uh, that'll be it for my questions. You want to go ahead and tell people where they can find you? You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash careless underscore Rex. If you would like to follow my Instagram, that is careless Rex. No underscore. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, that's careless Rex, careless Rex as well. Don't my my speech impediment there. <laughs> Don't type W R A X. It's careless Rex. <laughs> and then lastly on YouTube, I'm careless Rex. So everywhere I'm careless Rex, I just got to get rid of that fucking underscore on Twitch and uh, we'll be good to go. One day. One day. One day, my friend. Mm. It'll happen. Indeed. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You've definitely made me feel a lot better. So thank you. Not a problem. And you as well. All right. Well, bye bye, everybody. Goodbye. And scene. And again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share it with friends. If you want to know more about me and any of the other podcast related information, you can follow me at the Tapstream on Twitter and pretty much any other social media platform. I'm the Tapstream as well. Uh, You can also visit thetapstream.com to find more content like this and other information about what I'm doing. So yeah, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash the tapstream where I am usually streaming Monday through Thursdays as well as Saturdays around 7.30 p.m. Central Time. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time.